following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. gentlemen welcome back and sorry for the delay this week guys uh, a little bit crazy and off the rails here at tiki tribe empire uh i am your host kyle ranny bringing you back to fantasy beasts and where to find them joined again this week uh by my co-host jason hall jason what's up man what's going on everyone it's we're gonna to be here we're gonna swerve a little from where we've been recently probably picked it up maybe this upcoming week but we're gonna jump off the tiers this week we're gonna go into our discussion for guys you should probably already be locking into your fantasy radar, maybe with camp, maybe without camp, uh, but we're going to talk about our early off-season breakout candidates. Uh, I mean, I got I have two to three per category. We're going to talk quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and tight ends. Jason, you want to start us off? Yeah. Um, or do you want me to? You could start off. Okay. Still to... uh, I, so I saw you were still on there. Uh, I mean, I'll start off. I feel like this is a bit of a cheating one here, but I've got Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr. Um, on Fantasy Pro's website, they have Derek Carr ranked 14th. And I only, like, I wanted to be, like, top 20 or later, guys that really can move up into being top tier guys. I really think no matter what, even at 14, I think Derek Carr has a chance of being a top seven quarterback in fantasy this year. Oh, yeah, definitely, um, especially with adding Devontae Adams to that, what was a powerful offense last year. Yeah, a powerful offense last year. I mean, Hunter Renfro really took the role of, of a top-tier slot receiver there last year. You've got Darren Waller, who's already a very accomplished tight end, and now you're going to add Devontae Adams, your real deep threat. It's a guy that they've been looking for since, what, 2019 when they tried to trade for AB and that yeah. didn't work out? Like, Well, it's also... Uh, the receiver that fills a slot from uh, Henry Ruggs that <clears throat> has no longer team with the team, no probably in the NFL. Correct, and so. and I mean, yes, they lost a player having traded away Brian Edwards, but ultimately, I think you traded Brian Edwards away because you did end up with having Devontae Adams as your number as your guy there. So I really think Derek Carr's potential as being a top seven guy. At the very least, he's the top backup quarterback, but I think he should be a, a QB1 in fantasy this year. Jason, you got anybody? Um, yeah, and this is the guy I have off the top of my head is, is a running back, and it's I, I already see it on your list now that I'm looking over there. But it's because he was out for an entire season, but Travis Etienne, man, I think he has any potential for a breakout season with the weapons they've added in Jacksonville with his quarterback from college. And I think they're going to end up using him more of like a Devo, Samuel, wide receiver slash running back kind of guy. So I think he has the potential to have a breakout year for, I guess, a running back slash wide receiver. Without even having us talked about that, it's funny because I put him on the list because my envisions of of Travis Etienne was, what if Jacksonville takes what San Fran did last year and they just kind of craft Etienne as Debo? 
Yeah. That was exactly what I had thought. You didn't see him last year, but we knew through camp last year they were lining him up a receiver. They were lining him up all over the field, and he was going to be that gadget guy. Gadget guy. Gonna, I think they'll end up running jet sweeps, him out of the backfield, yeah. pitches, screens, plays like that just to get the ball in his hands. He's expected to be running back 23, which would make him your second-to-last starting running back yeah. in terms of fantasy. I, I don't know if I want us to be as confident to say he's going to be a top-10 running back yet. But top 15, absolutely. He's a high-end running back, too, and should be a priority running back, too, I think, in most situations. Um, especially the further we get into camp. I'll feel a lot more confident on that decision as we're a little bit further in there. I'm going to drift back to quarterback here. Okay. I'm going to go with Jameis Winston as my, as my next guy. Yeah, I like that a lot because <clears throat> he can definitely throw the ball. He's just been a little injury prone, but if he stays healthy, he'll be an amazing quarterback for your fantasy team. Prior to tearing his ACL last year, and with a number one receiver of Deontay Harris, he was on pace for 28 touchdowns and like 10 interceptions. The yardage wasn't necessarily there, but again, he didn't have receivers. Now you're giving him Michael Thomas back, who seems to be healthy and seems to be ready to go, seems to be on the same page as New Orleans. You've added a rookie in Chris Olave, and you've also given him Jarvis Landry. Yeah. That might be a better receiver group than he had with Tampa. Definitely. It's a great receiver or receiving core. Especially, I love Chris Olave, too. I know we haven't seen him technically play in the NFL, but that dude can catch footballs. Listen, I know neither of us are necessarily big Jarvis Landry fans. Yeah. But, he's but there's no doubt that Landry's a, a surgical route runner. Oh, yeah. Mike Thomas, for the fact that everybody, everybody mocks him, that's all he does is run slants. Guess what, man? It's it's Slants aren't exactly an easy route to win on in the NFL. You still are going to have cornerback coverage, and you're still going to get beat up on those. And Chris Olave was potentially the best route runner we saw of the entire class. You have three surgeons in the route game now. New Orleans just got very good. Yeah. Um, what else do you got, though? I mean, I'm sticking with the running backs. I think and it's another rookie, too, and people are going to probably think I'm a homer, but James Cook, man, I think he's got a possibility of blowing it off because he's got Singletary to compliment him. He's going to be, he's got Josh Allen. He's going to be more of a patch catching back as well. I think they're going to use him just catching passes out of the backfield, running, things like that. So in uh, Fantasy Pro's website, James Cook is listed as a 32nd running back. Yeah. I don't think he's impossible to get up there. I was I was fighting with if the fact if I really thought he'd be a top 24 back, which I, I, I think is absolutely I think viable. Possible, yeah. I that's the only one. The only reason I didn't list him is I want to see how he's going to be marketed through camp. I guess yeah, first. No, definitely. But I definitely agree he's got the hottest potential to do that. The only problem I was going to say I see with him is there is a lot of mouths to feed in Buffalo. That's, that's the only issue that that. Further down my list, I have a receiver and a tight end. They're both Buffalo players that most people wouldn't expect. So yep. yeah, I completely agree. There's so many people here, but I think that's it. I think we know Josh. And I think I know Ken Dorsey, especially. Did you see uh, Gabe Davis's interview about Ken Dorsey? Um, I think I still caught part of it. I don't think I ended up finishing because I was at work. Gabe Davis stated, man, Coach Dorsey, all he's looking to do is attack. Every play is attack. That's it. We're going for the jugular. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're coming in and they're running the ball a lot. That means he's coming out and they are firing yeah, passes fire left and ball. right. And <clears throat> that's one thing I've, I mean, I haven't seen Ken Dorsey coach or, or be an offensive coordinator. But 
that I think Brian Dable himself just was a little bit lacking there because he was a little more of a conservative. Conservative. Coach. And I think we just needed at times. <clears throat> don't get me wrong. At times he made the call to like let's go for it with Josh on fourth down. But I think you need to do that a little more. You need to do things like that. Throw the ball a lot more when you got a quarterback like Josh. Especially given the fact that, I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but if you go for it with Josh three or four times, okay, cool, Josh is now the threat. If you've done that, okay, let's say you've done it four times in two games. That yeah. fit, that third game, they're going to come out, you're going to call to go for it, they're going to stack the box, and you're yeah. just going to loft them up and over, and you've got a walk-in touchdown. Like, yep. it, Good things happen to those that wait, and if you can convert it, why not do it? Um, no, I agree with that though. I think he's definitely got a super high end potential. Um, 32 is interesting because 32 is going to end up where if you have a couple busts, they fall to 32. So it's very, yeah. it's, it's possible. He's, he is a court, an RB one or RB two by the end of the year. Uh, I'm going to go quarterback for my third of final quarterbacks here. I'm gonna go Mac Jones here. Yeah. I can definitely see him having a more of a turnaround year because he didn't even have a terrible year last year. His stats and his throws and things that he was making were good throws. He just making rookie mistakes. And down the stretch, he was consistent besides the games against Buffalo. And actually, I looked at his fantasy stats. This is a, this is a really weird stat here, but I'm actually really shocked I found this. Um, he had five total games under 10 points last year. Yeah. Three of those five were against the number one and number two pass defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. So it's... Not like he yeah. had awful games against awful teams. He got stuffed by very good teams. Very good defenses. He plays probably one of the top defenses twice a year. Yes, he well that was so. it. Two two of his three that he messed up. Yeah. Buffalo came in at one. He had the game where he had th- two po- or like like a point and a half, and that was when he threw two passes or two completions total. Yeah. And then the second game against Buffalo, I want to say he only had like seven points. But then his other game that was like that, he had nine points against Carolina, who came in as the second-ranked pass defense. So, like, you, you've got a guy who proved at the back half he could start hanging 20 to 25-point performances. Fantasy Pros has him ranked 24th. That means that that would be your worst-case scenario as a backup quarterback. I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I could get away with streaming with Mac Jones as a quarterback. Yeah, I definitely could get away with... Um, if I if Mac I'm Jones if I have an injured quarterback or I need somebody on a bye week, I wouldn't be upset with Mac Jones as my option. So I definitely think he I think he has a potential to perform in a top eighteen role and he's a high end backup, if not better. Um Jason, what else you got? Um <clears throat> I know people are gonna be mad because I'm sticking with this, with Buffalo right now for the past couple of picks, but I got my list like it's all over the place. A wide receiver. I think people are gonna be surprised about this wide receiver that I've chosen. Isaiah McKenzie. Okay. I think he has a chance to be a better than he was last year, have a lot more points, just because you got guys like Gabe Davis, you got guys like Stefan Diggs, and then James Crowder. And they're just not he's gonna be lost in that like rotation, I think. Yeah. I think that's gonna be a good thing for him. You think it's gonna because, mean that they lose him in yeah, coverage? They lose him in coverage because he's gonna be the guy that they're not looking for. I mean you're not wrong. If if we're go if they're rolling out four wide, yeah. the last guy getting covered by the worst guy is gonna be Isaiah. He's gonna be your Isaiah McKenzie or I mean Crowder, but I think Isaiah McKenzie is a little faster than Crowder, and I think he's going to be the one that they're going to go with in that like position there. Interesting take on it. I will uh, I will double down and see your Bills pick. Mine's going to be Gabe Davis. Yeah, Gabe I Davis. Can, is, I can see that too. Is listed as wide receiver thirty eight. Give it. I, it's been probably two years removed now, but look. Okay, look three years ago. 
John Brown and, and Cole Beasley. Yep. The first year Allen broke out. You remember where both those two sat in fantasy? Um, they weren't great. They, no, they exactly. were they were phenomenal. They were both in the top thirty. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. I Sorry. know that that Stephon Diggs is going to command to be the number one receiver. Yeah, he's going to be your number one. But that's going to draw coverage. I don't think it's far fetched to believe that Gabe Davis is a top is a wide receiver too. I no. could absolutely see him being top twenty five. I could see him being a top receiver on another team. That this number is this is moving him fifteen spots into the top and from being a wide receiver four. Yeah. To wide receiver two, and I think that's absolutely a spot you can see making. We know the connections there. We saw what they did in in the playoff game. Four touchdowns. Yeah. Who was it? You who? So one of our buddies had him on Fanduel that night and won a I lot did. of money on that play. Yeah. Um. But I mean, that's it. Like you're gonna break that down, and you've got Gabe Davis to do that. All right. Go in. Gabe Davis is my guy. And we'll, you know, we'll just finish up with Buffalo here on my end, at least. I'm going to say O.J. Howard. Yeah, I definitely can see him. I'm, <clears throat> I have another. Uh, when we get, you have another bill as well? Tight end, tight let's, end, yeah. let's, let's go Howard and let's go from um, there. But uh, I love Howard and I love adding him as a piece to our offense. I think it really is going to help. The way I'm seeing it is Buffalo has been trying so hard to find a number two tight end yeah. for a while. And oh, yeah. Tommy Sweeney's not held up to it yet. I don't know if that's your guy. No. Okay. It was so not. was it is it Weidermeyer? Nope. You got Dawson. Yeah, I got Dawson. So Dawson actually still ranks as a tight end. A tight end one. Yeah. He's ranked at eleven though. I could I could see you saying breakout if you're gonna call him from eleven to a top five again. Yeah, I think so. But I, I'm just saying Dawson was on my list as a tight end because I just could see him having a better a year, better year than last year, just because we've added other tight ends that people got to worry about. I've got OJ Howard because I feel like if you're gonna roll that two tight end set and people are gonna have to start respecting Dawson. Yeah. Fantasy Pros called OJ Howard tight end thirty two. Yeah, which I I mean I guess moving to a new team with a new quarterback, but and he didn't really he wasn't seeing the uh, catches in Tampa. He was and he wasn't was even Gronk. seeing targets. Yeah, it was more Gronk and, and it was Cameron Gronk Bates. and Brait, and that's it. So and like so if Howard gets the routes here, even if he's running short routes, man, if I if I'm getting him at, at the rate of forty catches for five hundred yards and let's say six touchdowns, that's probably like tight end twelve. And I don't think that's far off from from what O.J. Howard can produce. We know they like to throw at the tight end in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, we, they, we love it. They and love we're working on that line being better. But, like, I could see O.J. Howard being a big uptick. So, I, I'm i here for the Bills or Bills tight ends, too. What else you got, Jay? Um, I believe the next one that I had was we're shifting gears here away from Buffalo. We're going to Cincinnati. Um, T. Higgins. Yeah. Um. Let me see where he panned because I I'm know he wasn't that high. Are you on Fantasy Pros? Yeah. He's 13 on here, but he was definitely becoming a top receiver, and it's it's almost going to remind receiver. you, you might have been a little young for this. Back in the day of fantasy football, Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada were both yeah. top 10 picks. Yeah. You're kind of getting to that right now with, right with, with Cincy. Cincy with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And I think that's why you're going to see an uptick in T. Higgins' production is because people have the tape on Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. And Jamar can still make the stuff. moves, and, and he's still, still going to produce. Yeah, he's still going to produce, but you're going to have people double covering. You're going to have people throwing extra coverage to watch where Jamar Chase is. You're going to have someone spying on Jamar Chase, yep. and that's going to leave T. Higgins. And even, uh, what I said for terrible was his first name, um, Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Tyler, is it Tyler Boyd? Yes. That's what I thought. Tyler Boyd. Even Tyler Boyd's going to get more catches there, too. So that might even be another receiver that you can throw on that list. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to go in the same division, but I'm going to go running backs here. I'm going to go Jerome Ford Cleveland, and this I'm going to put an asterisk next to. I really like what the potential Jerome Ford has is. However, this gets erased if Kareem Hunt stays a stud and continues to hold that job. Yeah. If what a, a good friend of mine, Joe Pizapia, from Fantasy Pros, posted and stated that he could see Jerome Ford taking the job from Kareem Hunt. Oh, yeah. I if Kareem Hunt gets cut and Jerome Ford steps into that, that lineup, Kareem, or Kareem Hunt was averaging 20 points a game even with Nick Chubb in. You're going to tell me the ranked 91 running back, Jerome Ford, going to step in where to a system where they like to use two running backs? Oh, yeah. That they're not going to do the same thing? Because, like, I will I will take him in round 17 as a flyer every draft. I also have another rookie, though, at running back. I'm going to go Tyler Algier from Atlanta. Yeah, that's a, I like that. That's He's listed at 57. He's probably going to be the starter. And all he did in college was score. Yeah, he had twenty-one touchdowns at BYU. Yeah, that's and that's just awesome for a running back. Really, yeah. you don't see that out of a running back that often. No, I could see Algier being the guy. What else you got though? Um, another one that I think I, I like, just because of the way the offense is kind of being set up over there in Washington is JD McKissick. Okay. It. I mean, you and I have discussed, and we are not fans of um. Oh, Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah. So, like, Brian Robinson Jr. doesn't make me concerned that McKissick's going to lose anything to no. him. I don't love Antonio Gibson, and he can't stay healthy. Yeah. But Antonio Gibson does not play the role that J.D. McKissick does. McKissick's still going to continue to produce. Produce. They've put receivers around there, so you don't have to... You're not going to as easily be able to hone in on, on him out of the backfield. I yeah. think McKissick's going to be a really nice option this year, actually. And the <laughs> thing of it is, you'll be able to get McKissick... In the late 90s, probably. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Be able to grab him you can always well. snag him, and he always produces. I think the only issue they would have there with him producing would be Carson Wentz. But if they're going to hand him the ball instead of kind of throwing him the ball or throwing him screens and stuff like that, Carson Wentz can get yes it Yes and no, because Carson Wentz's first year, that, that or last year, that last year in Philly, yeah, Miles Sanders was going buku No, it definitely there. was a good situation for him and Miles Sanders. I'm just not a big, huge... Like sold on Carson Wentz, oh, but I guess that's guy. the other thing. If if you're concerned that he's not going to make the deep throw, why would you not run the offense around? Yeah, running, running back that's about around run, what, around around running back screens. So like, yeah, that's a really good choice. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with another cheat one here. He was ranked 15 out of out of the wide receivers, and I'm only going to say this because I truthfully think he's going to finish in the top six this year. I'm going with Jalen Waddle. Yeah, like that is a good pick. Especially with them adding Tyreek Hill to that offense. Tyreek's going to do exactly what you just described for Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Tyreek's going to pull so much coverage, and Jalen Waddle, who already was very good last year, is going to continue to improve and get all of the yards after the catch. You got anything else? Um, Yeah, I actually had a couple more. Perfect. I I got. But this is another running back um, out of. New York, I think Brees Hall, the rookie there, because they don't have a lot of like stars there just yet. They don't have a star quarterback, so you're gonna you're gonna rely on the run. Yeah, you're gonna hand the ball off fifty times a game, and I think Brees Hall is the kind of guy who's gonna he's make plays. gonna be able to be the workhorse on that. I mean, we know they had Michael Carter last year, but it seems like they really like Michael Carter in the complimentary role. I don't think I think Brees Hall is going to be the bell cow. Yeah, and uh, I just saw the other day. I'm ter- I can't remember his name now. 
Hold on. For the Jets? Yeah. Elijah Moore? No. Hold on. Zach Wilson, that quarterback. I'm sorry. I'm terrible with names. Yeah. Every once in a while I forget. But Zach Wilson, I just saw the other day that he was having some accuracy issues in OTAs. See, I saw the exact opposite, so. actually. I saw the coaching staff say that they were very happy with how he's coming. I've I've seen the most sophomore praise yeah. on Wilson and Jones. I've seen that from their coach, but from the people who are I've like the media at the thing, yeah. they were saying he was throwing some, having a little bit of accuracy issues, throwing the ball to his receivers. That the, the the sorry I can't get that out. The coaches are liking what he's doing. He's definitely improving, but he's still having that the the disconnect. Which, the disconnect. Which you you gotta hope it's just second year it's jitters. Just second and, year jitters. You're just starting in OTAs. You're really haven't yeah had a lot of time yet. So that can improve before the season starts. But that's just what I like it me for their receivers. I there. think he's definitely got a high upside. He did definitely does. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a guy who at the back half of the year finishes a top ten receiver. Mm-hmm. I want to say he finished 19th on the season, but if you were to take just his last, like, eight weeks, he was by far a top 10 receiver. I'm going with Amonra St. Brown here. Really liked what Amonra did. Yeah, really. His route running is crispy. Oh, it's great. You don't have a coaching change. You're still with the same quarterback. And, like, I mean, I guess if you're a... If you're a developed receiver, you don't have to worry about that. But, like, if you're coming off your, your rookie year and you change quarterbacks, you might have to be concerned. Oh, yeah. But, I, like, a... he's ranked at 30. I'll be the first to tell you, I, he should be probably a top 15 guy. I think Amonor has the potential to be a steal. Yep. The problem is anybody who had him last year and saw what he did, what are the odds that people are going to let him get to? Because right now, as the thirty as the 30th wide receiver off the board, he would be, like, a 7th round pick. Yeah. If I can get him in the sixth round, I'd be happy, but I don't know if there's quality that I'm going to get him in the sixth round. Yeah, you never really can be sure. I also went with receiver Brandon Ayuk. Same deal. I was very high on him last year. He started the season slow. From week eight on, I think there was only one game he didn't have double-digit points. Yeah. They're going to keep throwing to him. You know Debo's a gadget guy. Ayuk started to regain the trust of the coaching staff. I think Ayuk's going to have another bounce-back season there. Yeah, it'll be a good one. What else do you got? Um, I got another one, and it's kind of the same situation we've already talked about with, like, Jamar Chase and um, uh, Jalen Waddle. And Jane Waddle. But uh, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Just because you got Devontae Adams there. And when the Henry Ruggs situation went down, that was uh, it seemed to be Carr's guy, throwing it to Hunter Renfro, yeah. getting it to him. So I think with Devontae Adams, it's going to pull coverage towards Devontae Adams just because he is that big-name Devontae Adams wide receiver guy. or guy. So you'll have Hunter Renfro getting a lot of more catches. He had, I think, what was it, nine touchdowns last year? I could see him producing a lot more touchdowns uh, out of I that. I believe so. And, and the thing is, he was so damn good once he got that ball, yep. getting free and open field. Getting free and open field, making moves, making guys miss. It was just fun to watch. You got anything else? Um. Not anymore. I think that's the end of my okay. list. But. I have two more, and they're both complete darts. I'm going to go first with Adam Troutman from New Orleans. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Adam Troutman, he's he's hitting that, that, that make-or-break season as a tight end. It's your third season after being drafted. He got into an uptick last year, middle of the season, and it was around the same time that Jameis got hurt. He started to see seven or eight targets a game. He was producing... 10-plus point games consistently. Then he hurt his knee. He goes down. He does not come back healthy again the rest of the season. You were finally starting to get that report. He was getting that 7-8 targets game. He was getting open. He was running good routes against good NFL talent. 
if he comes back, you've got three really good receivers there. You cannot just dedicate a guaranteed coverage on that man. Yeah. This might be the Adam Troutman breakout party I've been waiting for for two years. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll always be sorry. It'll always be fun to watch. The other guy that we really liked as well, you, me, and Gary really liked his tape last year. Brevin Jordan. Yeah, the kid from Miami awesome, who went to Houston. Awesome kid. Down the stretch, the last five games when Houston started to utilize him, when they finally got rid of Jordan Aiken, kid, you're up. He had ten points in four or five games down the stretch. Yep. He had a touch or he had a touchdown in three of five. Like. Brevin yeah. Jordan's getting ready to arrive, and again, they're going with the quarterback who was throwing to him last year. They're not making that change yet. You're giving the ability to develop him one more year with someone who's already got him, and then you're yeah. going to bring someone else in, and now he can go, okay, now I'll be a security target for the new yeah, guy. for the new guy. But I think Brevin Jordan, who's ranked 27, Adam Troutman ranked 26, if you miss on that first wave of top tight ends and you have like a, a mid-tier tight end, and need a backup with a high ceiling. Yeah. One of those three. Definitely. But I think that's about it. Jay, got anything else you want to um, mention? That's all I got. The only thing I would like to mention is I would like to – I know he's never going to hear it, but shout out Ryan Fitzpatrick for retiring. He's one of the guys that got me really into football when I was young. So it's cool to see him finishing out his career, and I hope he ends up signing a one-day contract with Buffalo. He so. did. He did? Yes. I didn't uh, see that just yet. It, it wasn't announced? I know. I saw that it wasn't announced. I didn't announce anything, but – the team that announced his retirement was Is Buffalo. the Bills, which means that he technically did that underneath the Bills contract. Okay. So that's awesome. I, if they was a release, if it was announced to the waiver wire as such, he was the one who actually signed with Buffalo yeah, for, for awesome. one year. So I'm hopeful that he comes in as a coaching role. Oh, that would be awesome. A I would be stoked coach or about something that. Like that. I would love that. Do we have a quarterback's is. coach now? Um, I think we did sign I one. I think we did sign Get somebody. It, bring him in as an offensive uh, quality control coach. Quality control or something. He can do a lot. He's but, got he's got the mind for it, so it's awesome. But that'll do it, guys. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Kyle, over at Chicken Dippin', always making your football games more fun by making your wings more fun. That's right, guys. Uh, use code seven one six today and tomorrow. Still, as of releasing this, so Saturday, Sunday of this week, the fourth and the fifth, you can use that seven one six code, not for fifteen percent off. For a whole fifty percent off this weekend. Yeah, so that'll be awesome for you guys, and um, it's really like a bathtub for your chicken wings. It so. is those wonderful metal ramekins with a shave down side. And if you're interested, and you're in the Buffalo area, come check out Wingfest. Stop by and say hi to Kyle and Kyle over there. That's right, me and uh, our dude Kyle from Chicken Dippin'. We'll be holding the fort down, selling some chicken dipping, and talking some chicken wings. But guys, until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys. <laughs>